can just fell, it might explode. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's how you start a podcast, is my can just falling over. Maybe we should just start from there. Just like, literally. Just go ahead and start from there and Whatever. then crack it. Uh, if it explodes on in. you, honestly, it will be amazing. Yeah, welcome into right. No Puns Allowed. I guess. It's just like a very soft opening. So here's a can crack. Now, this did just fall. It's, you know what the problem is? It's this goddamn koozie. It's got, like, the thickness of, like, a book backbinder or something. All right, a little. All right. We had a little. That's good. Uh, see if you can see on the video, there's definitely some overflow. I'm really excited about this beer, by the way. Uh, Paige is always great to see you. Um, I want to start not in college football, even though it's a great weekend, very important, uh, conversation in my world today is the Buzz Lightyear trailer. Oh, Lightyear trailer. Did you watch it? I am so glad you brought this up. Okay. So you may not know this. But like in my mind, like, yes, I'm single, but in my mind, like I'm fully in a relationship with Chris Evans. Like, that's just like a reality that I live in because I love the Marvel movies, love Captain America. I didn't even, wait, is that Chris Evans' voice? This yes. is news to me. You are breaking yes. news to me right now. Yes, it's Chris I, Evans. I, wow. And before anyone freaks out, this story is about the real life Buzz Lightyear that the toy was based on because everyone was like really upset that they were like trying to do away with like Tim Allen. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is about the real life like astronaut that they based the toy off of. If that makes I was, sense. I was confused. Mm-hmm. I wasn't upset. I got chills from that damn trailer. Also, it's I cried so at Toy Story 4. Uh, I remember I graduated that. high school when it came out. Our, was it called high school or that. college? And I was like sobbing when like obviously Andy went off to college. That was like. Yeah. True story four. It was a week after my son was born. Took my kids there. Very emotional dad week. I remember my daughter looking over at me and she's like, what's wrong with your eyes? Like, <laughs> Not, n- nothing. Everything's great. Just enjoying the movie. Watch, mind your business. Um, okay. So we should probably talk about college football stuff. Although light your trailer is amazing. Light your trailer is amazing. Ad. But we'll promote whatever trailer or stuff you have. If you want to make it an ad, we can do that too. I can yeah, love whatever you got. I'll get chills for your product if you have one. Else. <laughs> if um, there's a if there's a Disney based corporation that's like into sports and wants to take over this like, podcast. <laughs> yes, light years. <laughs> like I'll just push light year content for the next eight months. I can already out. tell that this episode is going to get out of hand based yes, on um, all of this. Okay. But yes, college so, football. Why we're here, Mike Tomlin. What, USC job, you your thoughts. What do you think of Mike Tomlin? Um, I thought it was the best response to any possible coaching answer we've ever heard. So we love this sport very much. Obviously, our podcast is dedicated to it. But I have never laughed so hard at someone bodying the sport in one swift motion. There's not a booster with a, a blank check, whatever he said. Like, I honestly laughed so hard because he not only called out, he's like, why would I want to coach when I had this job? And why would I want to do that? Also, he's insulting one of the greatest coaching jobs in college football, which we'll get to, but, but it was so funny to me because it was just like, I don't want this nonsense. And I think it was you that tweeted the thing that was like, what are they supposed to say? Like reporter, are you interested in this job? Yeah, I totally interested in this job. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're not supposed to say those things, but this was like a absolute hard. No, it was hilarious and it made for good meme content too that 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 interview was just like absolutely amazing so coaches screw this up every year 
they kind of sheepishly say, you know, I'm worried about like <laughs> James Franklin really screwed oh, up. I was literally said, just like, about I'm thinking to say, about Illinois. Yeah. And like, and his news comes out that he hires an agent and it was really bad. I mean, that's probably it as was bad as you can do it. So but, explain but, to those, explain to those people who yes. don't know exactly what happened with James Franklin, what happened so James, in that press conference. So James Franklin is being asked the same question, basically, that Mike Tomlin's being asked. About USC. Rumors to USC or, or Louisiana, you know, LSU, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he basically, you know, I'm worried about the next game. I'm, I'm worried about Illinois, who they just played. Just lost to. And then you have the story comes out that he changed agents, but you said, well, you know, yep. that was over the summer. So you have these, you have him misspeaking. You have, you have this confluence of things that are going on where it just doesn't look good. Tomlin, who every time he says something, it feels like he's yelling at me. And I, it's a, it's a good way to do it. I think he'd be an awesome guy to play for. You're like, sir, yes, sir. Had the, made the crack about the booster. There's not a booster with a big enough check, you know, like. The blank check. That was so we, funny. We, the other thing that jumps out, we talked about it with Joe Brady last week about mm-hmm. how much recruiting sucks and how some guys just don't want to be like spending their holidays talking to 17 or 18 year old kids. Mm-hmm. This feels like one of those comments, right? Like this feels like one of those moments where Mike Tomlin just said, basically, you know what? Um, this sucks. I'm making a lot of money. I like my job. Leave me alone. And I think people mm-hmm. are probably going to leave him alone now. So I think that's fair to say that that applies to him. But the problem that I had with the internet yesterday was like, why would any NFL coach come do this? It's like, actually, because coaching at USC is better than some NFL jobs. I hate to say it. Like, you're oh, also, it is. No. And, I, I, and I think that's the part that people are like, oh, the recruiting aspect. It's like, look, you're recruiting at USC. You're not recruiting at Texas Tech, which we'll get to. Like, there are things that like you are that are your life is going to be made a lot easier because one, they can get paid now and you don't have to worry about that aspect Two, like there's. You're in L.A. You're literally in L.A. And it's one of the most storied programs. You basically get a free ticket through the Pac-12 to the the, the championship, the playoff every year. Like, I it to me, that was just like a lazy take for NFLers, especially people that cover the NFL on the regular basis, to be like, well, no NFL coach is going to come do this. No, Mike Tomlin specifically, not coming to do this, totally Correct. understand, doesn't need to do that. But there are guys that that's, I mean. Like, it's a great job. It's, it's, it's it is a, a great job. It's a phenomenal it's also, job. Some people are better college coaches than they are pro coaches. Hello, there's a perfect example of the greatest college football coach <laughs> yes. that we have. No, no, it is a phenomenal job. And coaches would like scratch and claw their way to be in a position to be be considered. Yeah. Tomlin is just like. Not that guy. He is a great, he's done a great job. They have a quarterback on the outs. The roster is kind of in this weird state of purgatory. So maybe he wants to go somewhere else in the NFL. Or maybe because he probably can stay there until he doesn't want to be there. Because He's just won so much and held in such high regard that I would imagine he's got the utmost job security. So whatever he wants to do, good for him. But he's in a position where he doesn't have to deal with all that crap because there is some crap that comes with being the head coach at USC. Well, guess what? There's a lot of crap that comes with being the head coach being, you know, the Steelers, too. Right. Like there's a lot of it. So I just think more so than anything, confronting a difficult question like Like somebody asked you, Paige, like right now, like, hey. You're thinking about leaving uh, this pod for for another pod. Like what? Uh, you look appalled that I'm even bringing it up. But I imagine how difficult that would be 
to <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean <laughs> that example. But imagine like what you would say. You're probably prepared for the question, and yet still in a presser, I could see myself just like, well, you know, I uh, love my job, and I'm Paige and I have known each other. We like great chemistry on the pod, yeah. and it's uh, and then people would say like, wow, this guy sounds ridiculous. He's probably gonna leave. Like so, I don't envy coaches in that position. No, but I also think like you've. The, a lot of these guys that are being asked this question have been in the industry long enough where you can figure it out. Like I'm a very direct person. If I was planning on leaving this pod, it would be very direct. And I'd be like, look, this just wasn't working. This is why we decided to do this. Blah, blah. I'd be very direct about it. I'm not a sugar coater, but that's also my personality. And I think that's why I'm Mike Tomlin's that way. Like Urban Meyer's never addressed or, um, let's see, taken Correct. responsibility for literally anything. So no. I think that's part of why, like some people were comparing the, those two answers to those questions. And with with Franklin, I feel like he there's a lot of speculation about like ego Who in general is. that I've yes. actually seen um, yes. about like, you know, how he views things and how he talks about things. So I'm not really surprised that it like it may be getting to be a little much because that's something you don't want to mess up is like you don't want to say the wrong thing and cause yourself to not be in the, the hunt for these jobs. Um, but also yes. not be respectful of the people that, you know, cause if you don't get that job, you still have this one and you don't want to lose it because they feel like you were trying to leave cause that will happen. So, and he hasn't won enough to be able to, I mean, they could, if he doesn't like say they get whooped by Ohio state, like they could easily be like, look, it, it was a, it was a solid start to the year, but like, we don't think that this is no, the best thanks. for us. Yeah, they could I, legitimately, um, it could go from him being up for the USC job to him losing his Penn State job and not having a job. Okay, speaking of James Franklin, we need to talk about overtimes. Um, I want to know, first and yes. foremost, you're watching this god-awful dog shit nine overtime the football worst game. game. Now, I love dog shit football games. I want to make that clear. If, if I'm campaigning for mayor, I am a believer in dog shit football. But this was peak dog shit. And the overtime so format was terrible. Nine overtimes. Uh, I do want to say, and I, I wrote about this this week on Bleach Report page, and I didn't mention this. All this talk about player safety in making these two-point conversions versus full-on drives, yes. and Illinois' quarterback's forearm snapped into like seven <laughs> places, and it was god-awful to see. So, And they set the record for overtimes. <laughs> oh, my God. It was terrible. It was terrible. Sean Clifford, that, that, that poor guy. I want to just – I want to just – like put him in a very comfortable bed and just like tuck him in and say, buddy, don't do anything for a month. Cause you do like, not do you want healthy. some ice cream. Like don't move. Yes. And now they're saying he's healthy, which is also dog shit. So let's yes. talk overtime though. I liked overtime in college football. I don't like a lot of things. Like I'm rarely content in this sport. I didn't think college football's overtime was perfect. I would have moved it back a little bit for some more hilarious kicker action, like maybe mm -hmm. 10 to 15 yards to the 40. So you actually have to do something to get to points or have a superhuman kicker to make it matter. But I liked overtime in college. They had this 2018 game between LSU and Texas A&M. Which, by the way, was not a dog shit game. That game was Which so Which is incredible. Good. Iconic. I was up Legendary. for hours. It was one of the best football games that I have watched Legendary. because it was quality football. This other one, it was just like they were so bad no one could win. Nobody wanted to win. Um, so, so you are college football's leader. Congratulations. Yes. Thank what you very do much. You do, what do you do for. with it? What do I do with it? I Okay, so I like the idea that it goes straight into just like drives. I No such thing as a tie. No such thing as a tie. Ties, I can't stand the idea of there being a tie. 
But I don't think the two-point conversion thing should happen yet. I feel like we should just keep going on, and that way, like, at least you can get a field goal. You know what I mean? I, so you can go so for a field goal instead of having to go for two. When you say drives, are you saying – like, I think NFL overtime is awful. And I'm not I'm, – I, I don't want that to sound biased, but it's going to sound biased because I am a college football loyalist. The fact that you can lose a coin flip and lose the game is just – always been comical to me. So are you, when you say drives, are you saying start like at like start a game over again? Or are you in like the still college? No, I'm just saying, cause some time. people were saying like add time to it and have the time. Okay. No, I don't need any time. I don't need a clock. Gotcha. I need like a, a play clock, but I don't need like an actual clock the, to, to the give them time, give them a drive, give them both drives, see who can do it. And it, based it, on that, if you're going to do two point conversions, just try kickers out there and trade field goals. That's, yes. that's what it felt like. And actually, that would be amazing because the college kicker is so that's bad. That's the beauty of college football, too, is like college kickers is a thing. Like you yes. taking away the kicking aspect of it is like taking away from college football because that's like our thing. I our would thing. love. I No, it is. It is. <laughs> it's like our, our thing. Officially of the pod. I think it would be amazing. And yes. I think it's just as random as dumb as the two point conversions. But this is an instance like the targeting rules I hate. But I get the efforts of player safety being made to do this. Mm-hmm. I understand the mentality. It just was a wobbly implementation. And frankly, yes. I didn't think it was broken before. I thought it was it, quite good. I thought it good. was fine. Yeah, I so thought it was it's fine. Ba- yes, I, I, it's bad. That game, mm-hmm. shit game of the year. It's going to be hard your, to overtake that. Yeah. What was your favorite? So we asked the the people of the BR app to give us their best changes. What yes. was your best? What was your favorite response oh. to that that you answered or even First didn't off, answer? Shout out BR editorial for allowing me to put Squid Game OT into <laughs> uh, into a story. Um, I love that. Uh, basically, every overtime you lose a player, a player comes off. That and one. So <laughs> that that is amazing. So just all of a sudden you're like, damn it, we got to take it's out two the quarterbacks are just standing face yeah, to face. Yes. Like, like, who can catch it, the other? <laughs> and it, it ends in the Oklahoma drill, which is completely unsafe, but still amazing. So <laughs> yeah, the players that was my favorite. I also like the kickers. I I, I, I love if kickers. Gonna, if we want to make it really safe, get everybody's ass off the field and trot two kickers out there. That'll make it safe if that's what yes. the goal is. I just think this is college football overthinking it. That yeah, that LSU I just don't like the two game, point conversion thing. No, it was clumsy. It's weird. It's – I'll tell you this, though. I'll bet you what we've seen. Uh, there are teams that are practicing two-point conversion plays this week mm-hmm. because they know if they get into that drill, they got to be better at what they are. And yeah. they certainly have to be better than Illinois-Penn State because they were a travesty. Um, yeah. Who, who was not a travesty is yes. Kenny Pickett, my dude, 75-1 to 1 Heisman ticket that I'm sitting on in my back pocket. Not really they do that stuff digitally now. But I have a ticket, and I am excited – about Kenny Pickett. Are you excited about Kenny Pickett? I love Kenny Pickett, not only because of how he plays, but after the game when Molly McGrath was asking him, he's like, you know what? I'm going to have a cold one and we're going to get ready for Miami. And I was like, buddy. Straight to my heart. Sold. But also what annoyed me after though, is he didn't answer the question of like, what kind of cold one? I don't know if he's answered it since, but I like need, I like need to know. That's something that like I need the information on. Okay, so spoiler alert, this cold one that I'm having right now, and I'm doing it, it off camera, packing a bit of a punch. This is the old, uh, This is in the Adam Kramer rotation. I don't oh. think Kenny Pickett's having these because this is like a $4.5 beer. Kenny Pickett strikes me as a, well, it's college, right? So it's domestic. 
but yeah, but, but how he's... domestic is he? And he's also in Pennsylvania. Yingling guy, maybe. Have you ever had Yingling? I have. And somebody tweeted that at me saying that that's probably what he was having. That okay. Yingling is a bit overrated, but it's fine. I, I don't want to say like I, I don't even think Kenny Pickett has to go to the Yingling level. I think he's just like, whatever, dude. Also, no, like, he probably doesn't like, have to buy the like, beer if we're being honest. So it might it's be true. He's kind of a big deal nice these beer. days. He I, is a big deal. I thought, by the way, um, just Kenny Pickett, like Clemson, like, holy shit. Um, we wrote about Clemson last week. I love the team conglomerate because you and I are coming up with these angles together when yeah. we write at BR. There are a lot of comments on is Clemson in deep shit, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the more I thought about this this week, so I'm, you know, you and I are thinking of these angles and I'm, I'm writing in the real time. Like, I think Clemson's in trouble. Like, I, Big trouble. I don't think mm-hmm. this is going to just get immediately better because you think about the quarterback run they had. You had like, you've had like Taj Boyd, Deshaun Watson. I know we have to say that. It's kind of weird these days, but he was amazing in college. And you had Trevor. And you had, you've had like, tw- like decade plus of phenomenal players. And I mm-hmm. thought DJ was going to be that guy. I'm a little shocked he's not. What I'm really interested to see, and I know this is kind of evolving, is like, is Dabble going to make changes? Because that's a pretty tight-knit group. So, you know, again, Kenny Pickett, cold one, hooray. But on the other side of that, like, I I don't know. I think Clemson's, the Clemson that we saw that was Alabama-like, in fact, mm-hmm. maybe won and looked like a greater force than Alabama for a short period of time, I think is dead. I think that Clemson is dead, quite honestly. I don't know if you feel the same. I do. And I... Something that I found very interesting is that, one, no one had on their bingo card that DJ and Spencer Rattler were both going to be benched this year. There was no one in college football. I mean, maybe if, like, you made someone who never watched the sport pick two guys, they would have picked it. But what I find very interesting, and I was having this conversation with my family because I was saying, those are two of probably the most valuable names, image, and likenesses that have come about this year. Okay? Yes. And this is the first year that we've seen guys get paid. This is the first year in a very long time that we've seen two Heisman favorites be benched for huge programs, college football playoff level programs at preseason. For me, if I'm an NFL evaluator, the name, image, and likeness thing basically shows me that this this is like a, a pre-test for the NFL of like what you're going to get and what you're going to have to deal with. And part of me wonders if that is the issue. I don't think it's necessarily the issue it's interesting, for, for both of them, but it kind of is weird that this is the first year and they're both, they both have massive deals. I mean, DJ's in a Dr. Pepper commercial. I'm not saying that it's fully a distraction, but I'm saying maybe- well, by the way. Yeah, which, but I, you have to wonder if that has played a role in being a bit of a distraction. But again, they should be fully capable of handling that because that's what's going to happen at the next level. So I'm just curious what sort of happens with those two moving forward and if they can move out of that slump. But I find it to be very odd that those are the two players that are really struggling and probably are the most valuable in terms of name, image, and likeness in college football. All right, I want to go. We'll go to Oklahoma, too. I think it's actually a really interesting point, and I do think it's going to hit players differently. Wrap up our week in review before we move week ahead and get to our amazing picks. Oklahoma almost losing to Kansas as, I believe, a 35-plus 
point favorite and Wake <laughs> Wake Forest and Army, um, two very different games. Um, I bet uh, Army they scored fifty plus points and lost by two touchdowns. That's a new one to me, and. <laughs> I don't know what the hell to do with Oklahoma. We'll we'll talk. We got playoff uh, top five that we're going to look at, mm-hmm. and I don't know what to make of Oklahoma yet because Caleb Williams looks pretty good. Didn't look very good here. I do think Kansas is better, but obviously you can't have a game like this. So either of these two games, like what stood out to you most? The Oklahoma game because the yes they're undefeated. But this comes at a week right before, I mean, they're going to have another chance at it, obviously, but this comes two weeks before the first playoff rankings. And this is the first year that being undefeated really isn't going to carry as much weight as it has in the past, because you're looking at an Alabama team who's lost a game, but is a better team. Like if you look at them, they are a better team. I saw someone tweet that Alabama was getting favoritism in the AP poll because they were ranked higher than the Oklahoma team. And I was like, you have to understand that if you watch both of those teams, you obviously can say Alabama is a better complete football team. Yes. Like, and they're like, that, that's just a very, it's a very strange thing. And I think that like the eye test, we've had this conversation, the eye test is going to be a very, very interesting conversation come playoff time because Oregon and Ohio state eye test wise, Ohio State looks like the better football team now, but at the time that they played, they weren't. So get, people need to get off their head-to-head bullshit. Like, <laughs> yes. You, so you beat a team head-to-head. I get it. That should count for something, but it doesn't count for everything. But how many weeks ago was that now? Well, exactly. But even so, like AM beat Alabama. Okay, that's a nice win that boosts their resume. They also almost lost to Colorado. Yep. <laughs> like so. This argument is a good, this is, I I do actually enjoy this discussion in the playoff era because it's silly and there's no good answer. And the playoff rankings are peak stupidity. I can't wait. I hope I am actually writing about those. I missed writing about those rankings. It was like, wow, Fresno state top 15. Let's go. Like that was like, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Good. All right. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Just giving you a silent like, on air uh, right now. Bringing, Adam Kramer will be writing on right. Tuesday um, after the rankings come out. I, I actually enjoyed the shit out of that. So I'm looking forward to that. Now let's get into rankings. I know we are going to move this thing around. I do. I'll do mine first. Um, We're we're pretty similar. These are playoff rankings. And these are also what we think should happen. Not what's going to happen. I kind of feel bad about my rankings. I'll explain why in a second. So I have Georgia, I have Alabama, I have Ohio state and I have Cincinnati as my top four. Four. I have Oklahoma as the top five. And your first, excuse me, rounding out, rounding out my top five, first one out. I had Cincinnati number two. You can't barely beat Navy. Like, I love Cincinnati. I want this to happen. Navy is particularly bad. I feel like dog shit is the word of the episode that we have to wiggle that into the description somehow. Navy is a kind of a dog shit football team. So when Cincinnati does that stuff, I can't. That hurts me. It hurts my soul. But I can't, when they almost lose to Navy, rank them above Alabama. That's just my take. What do you have? So my rankings are Georgia at one, Cincinnati at two, Alabama at three, Ohio State at four, and Oklahoma is my first out at five. So here's my my thing with Cincinnati. They still have not lost, and I just said being undefeated doesn't mean anything, but they have quality wins as well. <laughs> okay? 
They have quality wins. Is Indiana a quality win? They, I, I, I don't want to turn this into like PTI. Well, you don't. In all seriousness, I mean, Notre no, Dame is still a, no. It's no. not. <laughs> You're right. No, it, what I'm going to answer is no. But here's my thing: Cincinnati. If they lose a game, they're out completely. That's why I give them the number two ranking now because they deserve it. Because, like, also think about it. If Georgia loses, in my opinion, they're not necessarily a worse football team than Cincinnati. So I don't think that I would move them. I do. I would like to see a a very dominant Alabama team just continue. They look so. Yeah, they, 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 they weren't. They weren't that great against Tennessee. But they were. I mean, they were. They started slow. By the way, they were down after the first quarter by seven or more points for the first time in like nine years. That is a wild and crazy stat. I may have butchered that, but it was some it was some stat that it was like mind blowing Saban mania. The weird the, part about Alabama, though, let's just they like play to the level of whatever team they're playing yes. against. I think that's why they lost to Texas A&M. They also look extremely undisciplined, and that's like it. It's it's not good. Like that well, that's gonna lose you a game. It also Georgia. must drive Nick, Nick Saban crazy. absolutely crazy, which is he, kind of amazing. They they could be up. I mean, I don't know if you remember. It was like God. It maybe was two seasons ago. Nick, or maybe it was last season. They were up by like forty points at at halftime, like forty two points or something like that at halftime against someone. And the sideline reporter asked him about something, and he's like. You know what? He's like, oh, well, I'm not happy. I'm certainly not pleased, but I'm not I'm not mad, but I'm not pleased. And I literally have never laughed so hard in my whole well, life at a Nick Saban thing. And I watch a lot of his stuff. Um, but he's just going to be angry always and they need to be more disciplined. But I, that concerns me going forward against SEC teams I, and specifically I, Georgia. I thought about putting Ohio State at number two. Like I, for as me much too. as we rag, rag on Clemson for not figuring it out. Kudos to Ohio State State for figuring figuring it out. out. Michigan State, like, had to eke by Indiana. Ohio State could have beat Indiana by literally 100 points. Like, literally 100 points. Which um, I think is a natural transition to this week. I was looking forward to Ohio State, Penn State for about five weeks. Even after Iowa, I was like, wow, Penn State could get right. And then they do whatever they did against Illinois. And it was terrible. Now, we tend to overreact to these games. College football is weird. Sean Clifford against Iowa looked incredible. And then Iowa knocked him out. And then he obviously is not 100%, despite what James Franklin says. This line has exploded. Uh, last time I checked, and I'm going to get you an updated line right now. It is at 18 and a half points. Opened at 12 and a half ish. Although that was probably available for like about a minute. I think Penn State could lose this game by, like, five touchdowns. We Yeah, we talked about this earlier in the week. I'm like, oh, I just don't. And I was on the Penn State bandwagon. I just don't think he's 100%. I think they're playing the game because they also didn't disclose what his injury was, and I think they were doing that in order broken to— Broken ribs. Yeah, exactly. He had broken ribs, and everybody knew it, but they weren't going to say yes. it because they didn't want the other team to take advantage just of that, which makes sense. Just walking around like, just like, like a, everything's like fine. Stick, everything's a, totally fine. Wearing a um, flak jacket. Yeah, yeah seriously. He's got like a neck brace, too, to just like keep everything but, in, in, in check. No, he—it's frustrating, but, I mean, like you said, and we've sort of alluded to this the last, like, two weeks, like, don't forget about Ohio State. Don't forget about Ohio State. Don't forget about Ohio State because it's they look great. 
They look amazing. They, they are they, running on all. Their Ohio State that we saw last year. Well, I, I shouldn't say it like that. They that could beat a good team in the playoff. I I do think as someone that appreciates development, I got to give them a lot of credit because when I watched them against Oregon, defense looked broken. C.J. Stroud was kind of early on struggling with confidence. They like it's cool to see a team grow as quickly as they have because it wasn't just Oregon. Sandwich Minnesota was rough. Tulsa, I believe, was rough. So it's cool to see just a team. <clears throat> Ryan Day stick with his quarterback, who looks like a superstar. You've got superstars at running back and wide receiver, and I think it's really bad news for Penn State. Like I just I think it's too. I think it's really bad news. I don't I don't necessarily this isn't going to be in my picks and pints, but I I just think it's I think it's bad. Now Big Ten, I am so happy that we can just stay in the Big Ten and lean into it for a while. We yes. did our pre-show meeting, and you said, like, spoiler alert, I'm picking Michigan. You were like, oh, God, no. Um, so, paraphrasing. paraphrasing. What are your thoughts on Michigan? Not really. Michigan I mean, if you listen to this podcast, really. that you know that's a very <laughs> accurate, that's a very yes. accurate um, yes. um, in- interpretation of what I said. Um, I am certainly going to pick Michigan State because I can never – you can't trust – Michigan. And here's here's why. Because I think that this is going to be a close game. It's going to be a good game. And Harbaugh is going to play it safe. And I think the guy that he's coaching against is not going to and wants to win this game and put that on his resume. I think Michigan State wins in a very close game. No muff points. Oh my god. Now, I, I watched that outcome. I don't remember what year that was. It's been, what, five, six years? I remember I wanted to do a story. Uh, on and I forget his name, but he broke his hip. I mean, that's one of the craziest endings to a football game ever. I wasn't um, on editorial yet. I was still a programmer because I remember having to send that alert. If you were saying you were in college out. and make me feel old again, no, I was. I worked scream. at Bleacher Report then. I did work at Bleacher Report. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yes. Yeah. Me. I had a cane and I was watching football <laughs> in my wheelchair. Uh, no, but I love that this game is meaningful I, from just a college football purist. I did not expect yes. this game to really matter. And the fact that you have two undefeated teams is speaks to the beauty of college football. I think these two teams are very similar. You got number two, one, number two running backs in the Big Ten, Kenneth Walker and Corum. Both are awesome. Uh, I think Michigan is more um, appropriately equipped to do more if their running back isn't starring. Mm-hmm. I think they've played in ugly games. The Washington game was pretty gross. I, I just, you look at the metrics, and I did this because it's in my locks, spoiler alert. Michigan is just better at everything a little bit. And their schedule's been a little bit better. That's the part that concerns me in this game is Michigan State's quality of wins. They should have lost against Nebraska, if not for some goofy-ass punt return. But it's at home, rivalry, college football, et cetera. I'm more so just excited for this game. Of course, I'm not working this weekend because, like, the games are actually good. And then the opposite of this is Georgia-Florida. I don't know what to do with this game, Paige. I don't either. I mean, Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen scripts like he saves his best shit for games like this. Mm-hmm. Alabama this year, Alabama SEC championship game. You go and look at Dan Mullen in big games and you wonder why isn't he doing this all the time? And I, and yet I have a lot of futures and stuff on Georgia, so I'm probably going to stay away. I'm really struggling with this point spread because everything it tells me Georgia's going to kick the crap out of them. They just lost to Kentucky bad. 
And yet I don't know if I can commit to that. I, I've, I said this to you pre-show as well. I don't, I want to just be on the Georgia bandwagon and pick them to win this game. But part of me feels like Florida could really make this interesting. And I would sort of love the chaos of it all. And yes. I'm team chaos for sure. Me too. My like football, having watched Georgia play mind is like, Paige, come on. Georgia's going to, Georgia's going to win. And the, the line's like 14 and a half. I yes. feel like that's a little small. I decided that I, I was going to go against my better judgment and pick a spoiler for my picks. I ended up picking Florida. But honestly, if you picked Georgia, you're not in the wrong. But also, here's something that I have a theory on. <clears throat> wow. Clear if throat. This is, this, is, this is a very intense sports theory. My theory is that if the Braves end up winning the World Series, there is no chance that Georgia is winning the national championship because Atlanta can't can't have this happiness it for Atlanta yeah. sports fans cannot happen like that all at once. It's just against the the odds of sports godness. Okay? Like that is that would be too much. It would be too much. So I think sadly, I mean I want the Braves to win the World Series because I hate the Astros, but so I'm rooting for yeah. them. It's not necessarily me rooting against Georgia, which I probably like if someone poor Eric Bowman, who I know is listening to this podcast right now, who used to be the CBA editor. I'm so sorry. I'm so Love sorry. Eric Bowman. It has nothing to do with you. I just like I, I don't know what it is, what my gripe is. It might be the fact that I'm also cl- not closet, but like a quiet Bama Homer um, that causes you were going to were gonna say closet or quiet. <laughs> As if these things aren't aggressively out in the open. I mean, right, right. No, um, no connections there whatsoever. But I, fair, but that game enough. is always weird. Like we have, we've talked about this so it many is. times. The SEC. That's also why, like, even the Bama game, like the Bama Texas A and M game. I mean, realistically, looking at that, you could have gone. This game could particularly get weird. It's it, at Texas A and M. They could, they could lose this game. Like, and this is one of those games where it's like, this is set up like it could be that, but then it's gonna be like, look. No, I, just you've seen so, Georgia play. <laughs> I want to, I want to, tra- I thought this was going to be like the Auburn game. I thought that game could get weird. It was for a while, but Georgia won. We are going to transition naturally to our gambling pick segment, which by the way, you could still sponsor if you're into that sort of thing of picks and pints. We are looking for a gambling sponsor, an alcohol sponsor. Paige, I don't, I don't really care. Um, but I will drink sponsored. whatever you, we will drink whatever you send, but this week's beer. We need to get beer, you a better koozie though, which I think you need a brewmate, which we want that as well. But if you guys could send Kramer or someone send Kramer a better koozie. Oh, did you get a different one? Oh, nah. uh, no, no. This oh, is no, the can. Just, Look at that. It's a, it's a, this is how clean is this fa- can? That's a fancy this can. Is, it, oh no, it is really nice. It is kind of Penn state colors too, by the way. Which uh, you've done twice now, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad. This is Noon Whistle. <laughs> this is a this is a local beer. Hot What's that Prism called? Blue uh, Noon Whistle. So this is. I'm gonna start. By the way, I just loaded up my fridge with like local craft beers. Like it's it's time to get serious. It's time to get in the fall. It's time to get serious. I'll do some of the the the, the Christmas ales. There's a couple of them that are good. Not a huge Halloween fall beer guy, but this Noon Whistle is very much uh, on point. So, again, if you've got other beers that you want to send us, we will drink them on air and review them and talk about them because we love beer and we love also money. We now, love alcohol you and like, money. <laughs> yes, we like both of those things. So you're at Florida plus 14 and a half. I like it. Yes, I took uh, – I mean, I shouldn't have, but I did. And, and I took Michigan minus four versus Michigan State. And I could say I probably shouldn't have, but I did. Let me go through mine. Um, 
I'm betting against Iowa Hawkeyes this week. I don't really want to talk about it. Wisconsin minus three uh, versus Iowa. I, I think Iowa's in trouble. Game. I'm betting against uh, yes. that game, technically. So yeah, the you're a, this is sicko shit, by the way, that you've got going on in this game, and I appreciate it. Uh, I can't wait for you to talk about it. Yes. Uh, I like Utah, minus six and a half versus UCLA. DTR got banged up. It was bad. It was brutal. I don't really care if he plays or not. I think Utah at home is a different beast. Mississippi State, plus one versus Kentucky, maybe my favorite game on the board. Phony, weird, Mike Leachy, that's my kind of game. NC State minus uh, uh, NC State minus seven uh, versus Miami. Um, I like NC State. I like that team. I got to make sure I have that game right. I feel like I'm reciting last week's game. Who did I bet against last week for Miami? Hold on. Do I have that right? I'm confusing my ACC teams. Hold on. Which happens? Hold on. I'm sorry, Louisville. I was like, I had Miami, so I just wrote about this in locks. I had Miami. It's a seven point three percent beer. I had Miami last week against <laughs> NC State. NC State minus seven versus Louisville. I've been looking for a good spot to bet against Louisville all year, and I think this is the spot. And the last one, bonus. I'm one. sorry, I just love you blaming the beer for why you <laughs> messed that this up, is which my, is fair. We just have a lot, a lot going on over that's here. Gonna, um, and then my last. My last pick is Nebraska minus seven and a half versus Purdue. Hilarious point spread. Nebraska getting a ton of love for the odds makers lately. They're going to let me down, but I'm going to give them one more chance to deliver. They did cover against Michigan. They've played pretty good. They just need to find out ways to win a game. I'm yes. curious if Scott Frost can win a game like this. So in so honor you of have? your neighbor, I also took Nebraska minus five and a half versus Purdue. So seven and a half. Sorry. Seven and a half. We're, sorry. We're, we're, this is not our best like picks and pines segment to send to a prospective gambling. At least you have the right game. Just not the right line. Um, we're a mess over I, here. Yes. Um, I'm also, I just cannot, I can't quit TCU. I can't, I really cannot <laughs> quit TCU. I don't know what's wrong with me, but TCU, Kansas state, I'm taking the over at 58 and a half. So I, the TCU over for me is like, yes, whatever. I, I actually love this just pocket like, yes, TCU over. And you know what? I, I have to look. Keep talking. I'm going to find out how TCU has done on overs this year because I have I have done that. Like you've mentioned TCU over a handful of times. And it I, has think I've hit, for I think I've hit I think I've hit twice on them taking the over. Um, I'm, I'm also I know we hated on Clemson earlier and we think they're dead, but I do think they are less dead than Florida State. Um, so I'm going to give Clemson minus nine versus Florida State. think that's a, a lock. And then the Wisconsin-Iowa game, like I said, betting against it. Um, I'm, be- I'm taking the under 37 points. By the way, TCU has hit the over in four of the last six games. So you, you're on. Boom. The Iowa-Wisconsin under 36. It opened at 36. It's very sad. I, I just- <laughs> it's sad, but it's. Like, Wisconsin's won three in a row, and I think they've passed for less than 300 yards total. Like, it's been grotesque. It's so sad. Um, but I don't trust Iowa. I really don't. I, I, and I like under They can't score points. This is going to be it. The only thing that scares points. me in this game is Iowa doing something stupid with turnovers because they can do that. But yeah, but are they really going to score that? Are they really going to score, what, three touchdowns on turnovers? No, probably two. 
but maybe not. That was Iowa's formula to look good for a while. Um, Yeah. Um, As we wrap up, any other thoughts on week nine? First off, weird that it's week nine already. Right. Episode nine. We've been doing this for nine weeks. That's a little weird. And we actually really love it. So I don't know if you guys can tell, but we have a great time. Oh, it's fun. It helps me talk through the, the week. The uh, stupidness of what, like you help you help me realize today that Indiana is not a quality win for Cincinnati. So I get it. Why well, I, I, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's getting less and less quality. Notre Dame, by the way, is a short favorite to UNC. That's a big game for Cincinnati. Quite honestly, they need them to win. They need them um, to win. So we talked about it uh, through on, uh, throughout spamming everybody. If you guys want to beers, Gambling. Anything. What else? Anything that we're going to go that far? Yeah. Well, we, in like, terms of like, about? if you want us to talk about certain things, if you have questions for us, things to rank, we'll do it. Yes. Spam us. Spam your friends. Like, subscribe. Yes. Whatever the hell. Follow is us on that... Instagram. No puns allowed. Twitter. No puns allowed. It's very easy, guys. It's very easy, especially if you know how to manage social media, which I really don't. But I am, I am enjoying this. To no um, one's any, surprise. <laughs> any, any, yes, any parting thoughts before we head into what a week I'm really excited about, quite honestly. Me too. Um, I would just say Ohio State's going to win by 1,000. That would be my takeaway for this week. I think it's going to be bad. It's going to be a little um, bad. And I think Iowa's going to lose, and we can bury the Iowa Hawkeyes next week. And I'll do. I'll be an adult about it, I promise. Okay. Just, I'm ready for it. So, uh, for Paige, I am Adam. We will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>